today. Amen. Somebody. I say, ain't God in this place. I say, ain't God in this place. Hallelujah. Open up your heart. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Giving honor to God who is the Hallelujah. To his son Jesus. To the precious Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Recognizing everyone that is everyone. All my father's children. Hallelujah. We all know who we are from the ministers to the deacons, to all the officers to my wife, Brother Paul, and everybody, musicians. Oh. Ain't God good, y'all? Yeah. Put your hands together if you know God is good. Yeah. Hallelujah. 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 If you don't mind, could you please turn with me, please, to Matthew chapter 21. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory. Hallelujah. Glory. Thank you, Glory. As we get ready to go into prayer, but I have this note passed to me, and that is the brother-in-law of Deacon Watson was in a terrible car accident in Hawaii. Crushed his ankle and he got bleeding on the brain. And his name is Fred Callahan. And maybe we want to make sure that we that is uh, Sister um, Monica's brother. Amen. Amen. Sister Mother Belina son. Amen. Amen. We want to make sure we keep them all in prayer. Amen. He's, he's, uh, he's thousands of miles away. Yes, Lord. And his mother, Lena, tell me prayer can reach what we can't. Can you, do you believe that, church? That prayer will reach. Prayers are to open up doors that expect them can open up. Hallelujah. Prayer got, prayer got prescriptions that the doctor can't even write. Hallelujah. Do I have a witness in the house today? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let us pray, Father God, in the name of Jesus. God, we come right now, God, to say thank you, God. We thank you on this day. God, we thank you for how you woke us up this morning. We thank you, God, how you are keeping us Right now, God. God, whatever it is that you need to have happen in this place, God, I beg you right now to do it. God, shake it up, shake it out, God. In the name of Jesus. We don't know what anybody came here with. But the one thing everybody came here to do, God, is give you praise. Give you worship. Lift you up and magnify you. But we also came for a word. And God, and if, and if our hearts ain't right, God, as the song that was saying said, help us to open up our hearts so we can let you in. In the name of Jesus, open up our hearts, God. In the name of Jesus, God, we need you to, 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 to preach to us today, God. We need you, oh God. Let your word come forth, God. Hallelujah. We need you to preach to us this morning, God. Set us on fire this morning, God. In the name of Jesus. Somebody needs you today, God. Somebody needs you. Don't know how to. Don't we know how to pray it out for God? But somebody needs you today. Somebody needs you, God, and don't know what to say. Don't know where to go. Don't know what to do. But they need you, oh God. And God, I'm here right now in the scene you ever have, and say we all need you, God. We need you right now, God. With everything that's happening in the world today, God, we need you, God. And if they don't need you, I need you, God. I need you in my life, God. I need you, God. God, I need you. 
in all that you're going to do in my life. I need you, God. I may not know what the next step may be, but God, I need you. However you take us through this valley of the shadow of death, God, you know your words as we fear the leaves because you are with us. God, we need you, God. We need you right now, God. We need you. God, allow your Holy Ghost, God, to have free voice. God, from the beginning to the end right now, God, we, we know that he's moving. But God, but we ask you right now in his word to have free course right now, God. In the name of Jesus. Do it, God. Do it that you get the glory. Do it, God. Do it, God. Do it in this place, God. Do it, God. Somebody needs a miracle right now, God. Do it, God. Somebody needs some healing right now, God. Do it, God. Somebody needs a breakthrough right now, God. Do it, God. Somebody has an expectation that needs to overflow. Do it, God. In the name of Jesus, we stand here, oh God. I stand here, oh God. I ask God in the name of Jesus. I ask you, oh God, to have that you want to decrease. But have Jesus Christ decrease. Decrease to the people. In word, deep power, and in sight. Decrease the Lord. That he might increase God. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Give him some praise this morning. Thank you, Jesus. We want to go to the Matthew 21, starting at the first verse, and it reads, Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. And it reads, And when they drew nigh unto Jerusalem, and were come to Bethpah, unto the Mount of Olives, then sent Jesus two disciples, saying unto them, Go into the village over against you, and straightway you will find an ass tied and a coat with her. Loose them and bring them unto me. And if any man say aught unto you, you shall say the Lord. Somebody say it with me. The Lord, the Lord has need of them. Straightway he will send them. Hallelujah. But straightway means immediately. Straightway he will send them. All this was done that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the prophet saying, Tell ye the daughter of Zion, Behold, thy king cometh unto, unto thee, meek and sitting upon an ass, and a coat the fowl of an ass. And the disciples went and did as Jesus commanded them and brought the ass and the coat and put on them their clothes. And they set him thereon, and a very great multitude spread their garments in the way. Others cut down branches from the trees, strawed them in the way. And the disciples that went before, and they that followed, cried, saying, Hosanna to the Son of David. Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Hallelujah. 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 And when Jesus, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. And when he was coming to Jerusalem, all the city was moved saying, who is this? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And the multitude said, this is Jesus, the prophet of 
of Nazareth of Galilee. Hallelujah. Very, very briefly, with the help of the Holy Ghost, I come to preach to us this morning when something is about to happen. All right. All right. When something is about to happen, you may take your seats. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. For some reason, I can't hear myself on these couple speaking. That's all right. Hallelujah. When something is about to happen. All right. Amen. Amen. Have you ever had a day when you just knew something was about to happen? Yes. Hallelujah. Sometimes it was good, but sometimes we didn't really just didn't know. Something was about to happen. Just, just, just waking up. Just going, you don't even know what it is. Sometimes you just feel like, oh, this is going to be good. The summer is about to happen. Husband, everyone look over at your wife and wife said, ooh, you let little move. I don't know what it is, but something is about to happen. Hallelujah. Look at your wife say, something is about Hallelujah. As we as we look at Jesus' ministry life, which was about three and a half years. Glory, hallelujah. Three and a half years. The Bible tells us and shows us that in the three and a half years, Jesus performed about 37 miracles. 37 miracles, but 36 of them were performed before he went to the cross. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. Three and a half years. That's equivalent to about 1,277 and a half days. And if you average it out, I'm not saying this is the average, but the average that you have over those days, he actually did one miracle every 35 and a half days. But it also tells us that, 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 that every day Jesus didn't do miracles. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He didn't do miracles every day. And also when we read the scripture, we also see that 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 every day, if Jesus didn't do uh, miracles every day, when did he do miracles? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You see that he did miracles whenever the disciples were present. Hallelujah. And then there were times when he wasn't with them, and we know he wasn't with them because he would send them off. Hallelujah. And there were times he would go someplace else. But every time he was in their presence, a miracle was performed. Hallelujah. What are you saying, preacher? I'm saying if we could just be in the presence of Jesus. Come on now. Hallelujah. If we could just be in the presence of God, I'm going to tell somebody something will happen. Do I have a witness in the house today? If we could just get into the presence of God. Something is about to happen. Hallelujah. And if, if I just look back really briefly over his over his ministry, when he started out, the, his very first miracle. You know, there are there are times we 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 have say something because we have seen something or a, a, a moment will happen, and you'll say something like, "Uh oh." For example, when his very first miracle was turning water into wine. And, and, and when it was a big celebration, and I, and I told us before that in the past when they would have celebrations, it would, it would, take, it would take days. Hallelujah. 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 That's all right. That's all right. Hallelujah. Lucy, God. Lucy. Hallelujah. That's all right. That's all right. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Do me a favor real quick. Give God some praise at this place. Give God some praise at this place. Hallelujah. 
out on wine. That's an uh-oh moment. Being at a celebration, being at a wedding feast, and the celebration was going to say, it took days. Hallelujah. And then, and if I would take you back to the, to the book of Esther, and I had told us about the day that when, when, when Esther put on a celebration, one day it was called the wine day. They had a wine banquet. But it's so it is with the wedding feast. This was a wine day. And when they go to a whole lot of drinking. Mm. Hallelujah. Don't act like you're strange to somebody. Hallelujah. Some of us know what it's like to do a whole lot of drinking. Hallelujah. Y'all ain't been saved all your life. Hallelujah. Some of us know what to do a whole lot of drinking. But praise God, God's going to deliver you. And the scripture says, he, he, Mary, come, his mother comes to him and says, they are out of wine. And he tells his mother, What's it that woman? What's it that do with me? And she tells him to do whatever he tells you to do. And I can imagine these 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 circles like, but well, we ain't got no What is he gonna do? Is he gonna go to the store? He's gonna go to some money. And the and the scripture said that he tells them, he said, Go fill some water, but about five water pots. Each water pot was about 30 gallons of water. It could hold 30 Gallons of what? That's a lot of wine, y'all. And, and, and that's 150 gallons of water. And then he tells them, take that up to the to the to the to the to the governor, the one that's the, the head of the room. Take it up there to them and serve them. And I can imagine these servants in their mind taking this water up there. They said, "What is about to happen? He gonna get us killed." I'm gonna this man want some wine, and he's gonna put some water. Can you imagine when they gave the water and the ruler says, this is the best one I ever had in my life. Can you imagine the emotions that's in the mind of the service? It's a what just happened. All right. Now, come on, all right. Have you ever had one of those moments where you were like, what just happened? I know what I saw. What you just I saw it. I had the water. Did you pour water? Did you pour water? I poured water. How many pots? There was five. How many got my heart? And imagine that was what, and I can imagine if they, if the, if the ruler tasted the wine while the same was wine, I can imagine the service. I got to taste some of this too. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! In my home, sanctified mine. If if I was there and I knew the wine was now, and the water and the ruler is the best wine, I would want to have to taste some of that wine too. Uh, when something happens, y'all. When something happens, right? And and as it goes throughout. Every one of his miracles, it was always what's about to happen. If you look at the Bible, the Bible is the greatest literary work that's ever been written. We, 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 we talk about Stephen King as one of the great novelists. And when you read his books, they draw so many different emotions, especially for like scary books. Have you ever read a book that made you feel afraid? Have you ever made, read a book and it made you feel like you was about to cry? Or, or start laughing, or anything like that. So is the Bible. The reason why some folks have a hard time reading the Bible is because you refuse to let your emotions get right into the Scripture. Because it is the greatest literary story that's ever been told. Because when you read it, you have to read it literally. And if you let God let you, He will let you feel what everybody else is feeling. And this is a very emotional part in Jesus' ministry. So I can imagine when he went to Peter's mother's house, when she was laying there with the fever, and he said, I'm going to go in, and he touched her. I can imagine when they, when they saw him, 
wasn't the only time. I can imagine that that when they were, when they when they when they when they were out there with the people and with the five thousand, and they've been with Jesus all day. They were tired. Everybody was hungry, and Jesus told them, "Get them something to eat." And like, we ain't got no money to feed these hungry. And Jesus told them, "Well, what you got? There's a little boy." With the lunch, with two fish and five loaves of bread. And I'm sure as they see that they said, wait a minute, what are you going to do with this? Sometimes you don't know when something's about to happen. When something's about to happen. Sometimes you just have to be in the midst. You have to be in the number that you experience it. And I can see when they brought him the two fish and five loaves of bread. Have you ever looked out? I can imagine my mother looking out at the crowd and looking like, this. what you going to do with you can't do much with that. You can't feed all of these folks. And then Jesus began to pray. I want to tell somebody that all you got to do is pray. When you pray out in prayer, something would happen. As we've been saying time back before, pray until something happens. When Jesus opened up his mouth, not only did he pray, he pushed it to something happen. He prayed to the fish that before two fish. There was many fish. It wasn't just five loaves. It was many loaves. So much so that he made something happen. Because whenever Jesus is present, I declare something will happen. All these different times. I can imagine when he when he calls the lame to walk. I can see, I can see in the room when he's in there preaching. And the, and the house was full. And everybody was 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 wanting to see Jesus do a miracle. And there was some men outside walking by a man on a cart. And the man said, I want to go in, but I can't get into the door. And I can see the man say, well, today something is going to happen. Sometimes you got to make something happen. Sometimes you know what's going to happen, but you might be the catalyst. Maybe the one in the midst to be the one to open up the door. Sometimes you might be the one to tear off the roof. Sometimes you might be the one to punch a hole in the environment to make something happen. Because when you do that, in the end that moment, when God will say the call of your faith, something is about to happen. If you want something to happen, you gotta have faith. You gotta have some faith. Jesus, and Jesus, when he looked up, and I can see for want to have something to happen. I'm in the presence of Jesus. I'm hearing him preach. He's singing some good stuff. And I can see it. I can just see it. I can just see the folk excited. But I also can see the man that owned the house. See his roof get torn up. Saying, what's about to happen here? Nigga, this man has been carrying up my roof. And I can see these men not caring about what Jesus was saying, not caring about what folks was thinking, because they was there to make something happen. And they lowered that man down through the roof. And Jesus looked at them and he said, Woo! That's what I'm talking about. If you want it to happen, you ought to have enough faith to make that faith happen. You ought to have enough faith to make it happen. Because when something happens, hallelujah. Criticizing Jesus, criticizing the folk, criticizing the man. Sometimes you miss your blessing because you're so busy criticizing everything. Don't criticize it. Recognize the time and let it happen. Come on. 
You've been asking God for a blessing. But meanwhile, you ran outside on the cot. When somebody said, I'm ready to bust up the roof for you. Let it happen. I can see it. I can see it. I can, I can just see them. Every time he's put them, something happens. I can see them. When, when Jesus went out there on the boat, hallelujah, and the, and the sea and the wind was blowing all over the place, they down there wondering what they going to die while Jesus in the belly of the boat passed asleep. And sometimes when, you, when you're in an emergency, you have to know how to say, Lord, don't you care about what's about to happen to me? When you don't want some bad to happen, you have to know how to call on the Lord. Sometimes you know how to call on the Lord. Lord, don't you care? And the Bible says that he came out of him. He woke up. Hallelujah. I said he woke up. Does Jesus work with somebody's life today? Somebody today needs to have Jesus to wake up in your life today. Because when you have him to wake up, He'll calm down the storm in your life. He'll calm down the winds in your life. If you want it to happen, let him wake up in your life. And he woke up. Hallelujah. And he woke up. He spoke to the wind. He spoke to the waves. Can you imagine? Now the word says, sometimes you haven't seen it happen. Even what just happened. I can imagine what that just going. Did he just speak to the wind? Yes. Did he just speak to the waves? And you'd be so good as what manner of man is this that can speak to me? I want to tell somebody, he's that kind of God. He ain't that kind of man. He's that kind of God. He can be whatever storm in your life. All you gotta do is wake him up. The time when Jesus said to go to the other side. The scripture tells us why when we go to the other side, Jesus wasn't there. But Jesus began to walk across the water. And like I said, another what's about to happen? They thought it was a ghost, but it was Jesus walking across the stormy seas. I mean to tell you, if you let him when you want something to happen, he'll walk across the storms. He'll walk across whatever you need. That's what I said yesterday, Mr. Portier. Sometimes God will walk across the barricades. He'll walk across the barricades. He'll bust down the wall. He'll do whatever he's got to do. There's a way something happen in your life.
Didn't I tell you if you just believed in me? I'm going to tell somebody if you just believed in Jesus. Everybody else done let you down. But if you believe in Jesus, everybody else done gave up on it. But if you believe in Jesus, is there anybody in here that don't mind believing in Jesus? Well, the evidence says something else. Jesus can say something different. Don't anybody in here know that? Bible says that he called his name. They called his name. He called his name. That's who he was dead. That laid him round and cold. That's who he began to stay. When he came out walking like a natural man. The Bible says that Jesus said, loose this. Who wanted to tell that to the day? Loose that fight. Let it go. He wanna do something with it. He wanna make it happen. Stop by my house. Stop by my job. Stop by me in the grocery store. Wherever 
went on. Yes, he did. Yes. And here's the thing. I can see the disciples. They're all excited. Because every time they flip something happened. Then Jesus. Then Jesus. Then Jesus says, I want you to do me a favor. He took two of them. He said, I'm going to stay here in Bethany. I'm going to go to Bethpage. And I want you to go to the next town. When you get there, one writer says that the coat was a male coat. Hallelujah. It was a male coat. And he said, when you get there, you want to find a man carrying a picture. Hallelujah. And you're going to go get this coat. When he asks you what you're doing, you tell the Lord has need of it. I'm going to tell somebody. You, the Lord got need whatever it is. Hallelujah. You have to learn how to go get it. Hallelujah. But what was interesting about this? This was one time a miracle was about to be performed. And Jesus was there. Hallelujah. All right. Ah, Jesus sent him, sent them in his word. All right. Ooh, y'all need to get this. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus will send you forth in his word. Hallelujah. He don't have to be there. All you got to do is trust his word. You ain't got to. Divine help. 
It means divine help. Hallelujah. Exactly what it means. But in the Greek, hallelujah, it means something just a little bit different. A divine help in Judaism was at a point of sorrow. Hallelujah. When you when you when you need help from God, when you've been in pain, there's a different type of call when you call on him. God, I need your help. I need you to stop by here. God, I, I, I know you can do it if you just stop by here. But then when we read over in this chapter, the Greek calls it a little bit different. The Greek says it like this, that, that a divine helper is that you call on him not for out of sorrow, out of pity, out of help. You called Hosanna because out of praise. Uh -huh. Hallelujah. In yeah. that moment when you see your answer coming, you don't call him your help. Because you need help. You call him your help because your help is there. You call him your help because your help, the help that you need is about to happen. It's just like if someone would walk in here right now and said, I got $20 million. Who in here wants some money? I'm going to give it to you. Just raise your hand and say, I need some money. And everybody in here will get on your feet and say, I need some money. And you know you're going to get it. You will get real excited. But when Jesus showed up, there were folk that didn't know him. But when he showed up, there were folk that did know him. They were getting prepared for something to happen. When you know something's going to happen, you got to get prepared for it to happen. The reason why it can't happen for some folk is because you don't have an expectation. You got to have an expectation for Jesus to show up. I've been calling. I don't know what he's going to do this time. But when he do get here, when he do get here, something gonna happen. When he do get here, something gonna be worked out. I don't know when he do it, but all I know is when he shows up, something's gonna happen. And the Bible says, when he got there, the coat came and Jesus showed up at the same time. They put a coat across his back and they began to march him in. They marched him in. Like a king would. Scripture said there was some in the front of him. There was some in the back of him. And they were screaming out in the praise. Hosanna. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hosanna. I'm reminded of. I'm reminded of the walls of Jericho. Before the priests, hallelujah. There was a there was a choir folk up in front giving some praise. There was a folk behind giving some praise. If you want God to do it, you want to know how to give him some praise. Not a praise about, about to happen, but a victory praise. Because it is happening. It was happening right then. And they were getting excited. Woo! Glory! And they were getting excited. But when God did it, he showed up. And these people, when something happened, they was there. And they were screaming out. I can imagine some folks are Hosanna. Hosanna. Oh, who we calling out to? Hosanna. Oh, who we uh, uh, that's, that's the answer. Oh that's the king. That's the one. Yeah. That's the deliverer. Also, it says that's the savior. You screamed out Hosanna because it was the savior. Hallelujah. I can imagine as excited as the people were. I'm sure Jesus was just as excited. Why do you say that, preacher? It's because the name Jerusalem, 
Their name Jerusalem was always known to me, the city of David. But guess what? It also meant the city of God. I can imagine Jesus coming to his city. He's already come to his city, and he sees the folks excited. I'm sure he's excited to be in the midst of a folk that want what he got. They ain't telling him to get away. They not telling him to move away from me. They just bring it to me. Bring me all that you got. If you want him to do it, you like to bring me all that you got. Is there anybody in here that needs Jesus to bring all that you got? Bible says it. Bible shows it. They were so excited. And I can imagine that as Jesus was excited about coming to his city. I can also be just as excited for him when he's probably thinking in his flesh and mind that if these people that don't know me is celebrating me, I can imagine when I get to my temple, when I get to my house. The Bible says Jesus was on his way. He was on his way to the temple. The people were celebrating before the temple, but something happened. When Jesus opened up the doors, they were shouting before the door. But when Jesus opened up, something happened. And it wasn't a praise. There was no healing. There was no Holy Ghost. There was just chaos in a different way. You see, this place, we 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 beat up the people because we said that there were Jesus was whooping on them because they were selling in his temple. Hold on. Let me give you some history. This temple was also named Herod's temple. This was Herod's temple. And Herod didn't believe in God. Herod told him, if you want to come to my temple and you want to worship your God. You got to buy your sacrifices from uh, me. Right. And I'm going to charge you at a premium price. Uh, if you want to celebrate uh, your God on your best feast day, you got to come with your best feast price. And I'm going to give you whatever I give you. You got to uh, take it and you're going to worship with it because what you bring in, I ain't taking. But when God comes into the room, just because what you think you're doing is all right, sometimes when Jesus hits the door, he got to make something happen. Just because we in here shouting, just because we in here backflipping and having a good time, maybe God ain't pleased. Maybe what God, we think everything is good, but maybe God don't like it. Maybe what Jesus did, this ain't what I want. Now that they're acting a fool, got my house like a den of thieves. Right. And the Bible says, I can see him walking in. I can see him moving in. I can see him looking at the folk. I can see him walking through everything. I can see him seeing the doves. I can see him seeing the, the sheep. I can see all the goats laid out all over the place. I can see the money changers. I can see all the scales. I can see folk with money in their hands trying to buy to praise God with and because Jesus said to you this look like order but for me this is out of order so Jesus had to kick on the table and he had to beat some folks and I won the church in order for something to happen do we need a beat do we need a beat for God to make it happen and the Bible said the Bible said that when he finished making order, order, he began to lay hands 
What we think or ain't order. Sometimes what we think is supposed to happen ain't supposed to happen. Just because we're not a program. Don't mean God can't disrupt the program. Don't, don't mean God can't transfer things over. Don't mean God can wreck your house. As a matter of fact, that goes to your own house. Yes, they get on that house. You have the deed on that house, your name on that house. You made a rent to the house, but the Bible tells me that everything that we got belongs to the Lord. And if you don't be good stewards, what God entrusts to you, God comes to your house and disrupts some stuff and cuts people. The reason why your son is acting a fool is because your house is out of order. The reason why your daughter ain't out of order, it could be because your